0: Hashem is We will continue what we're learning Simon Yir Alef, Yigeris the holy letters from the Balatanya. The eleventh letter. We are learning the Hagdama of some foundational concepts of Ksiddis. that will enlighten us with understanding so we can be able to understand the depth of the enlightenment that the Alter Rebbe is about to explain to us in this life transformational and life, radical life-shifting enlightenment that will change the way we look at life So we are going deep into this concept of the mitzvah of tzitzis, which the mitzvah of tzitzis essentially, when we go very deep into it, is a mitzvah that allows us to see through, see through the illusion of this world. And we explained that tzitzis really is the story of Kriyas Yamsov. Titsis is the story of Kriyas Yamsov. And we've said that the revelation of Kriyas Yamsov was the yidden were transported to heaven. And we're going to go a little bit deeper into it to understand the difference between Kriyas Yamsov and Matantura. So when the Yidden came to Kriyas Yamsuf, and the sea was split, and they got insight into everything that was secretive, everything that was, every type of magic, every type of miracle that you could imagine, every type of revelation, because essentially what happened at that moment, they were transported to heaven. Why were they transported to heaven? Why did they get insight? Why A maidservant saw on the water what the prophet Yecheskel did not see. What did they all visualize? What did they all see? On the water, they saw heaven. Through the water, they saw heaven. They saw the kingdom of heaven. They saw all the galaxies, all the heavens, all the heavens, every single type of heaven, every single type of heaven. You know, sometimes we use the metaphor, we say, this, this, this tastes like heaven, this, this, this is a part of heaven. What, what did they, they see? They saw the magic of everything. They saw the most profoundest type of pleasure that a person can imagine. So, when they went on Kiyos Yamsuf, they were transported to heaven. We need to understand this very carefully because they saw all the souls. They saw in heaven what do you see? You see all the angels who are serving God. You also see the souls. You also see the, the power of the soul above how a soul, the soul of a Yid is much greater than a, an angel. But in heaven, there's a lot of things going on. We can't imagine this because we don't know what we're even talking about. But this is what happened when they came to Kriyas Yamsuf. They were able, they, all the seas were split, meaning to say, when we live in this world, we only see the bodies. They saw the soul. The essence of Kriyas Yamsuf is that they saw the soul of everything. And they, in order to have that type of experience, you can't see, you, they, didn't, they couldn't have that experience in this world. They had to go into the water. They had to go into the depths of the consciousness. They had to go into the depths of every type of heaven. And when, they, when all of that was split, they saw what a soul is. They saw what a neshama is. And that's why that result says, at the moment of Kiriyat Yamsuf, when they came out of Kriyas Yamsuf, it was like they're being born. They came out of their mother's stomach. What does it mean? They got spiritually, they got the understanding of what means a soul. Until then, they knew what they were not. They were not Mitzri. Why? Because Mitzrayim disintegrated. The hierarchy disintegrated everything that they hoped for, they were deep in Tumah, all of that disintegrated. Now they knew they were free, they had no idea what freedom was. Because freedom means to live who you are, but they had no idea who they were. They came to Kiris Yamsov, they discovered what is a soul? They discovered the spirituality of everything. They discovered heaven. They discovered, they had insight into all the galaxies, into all the heavens, into the highest spaces. So essentially, Kiris in summary is that they were transported to heaven. And we discussed yesterday that it, being transported to heaven, being transported to such a space is something that's tremendously gratifying, it's tremendously pleasurable. In addition to the insight, there's two separate things. There's the insight that you have, the vision, what I see, raw Shiv khalayam. What you see is un, it's unimaginable. How could you describe that? You, you can't tell anybody. Yicheskel had a glimpse of a glimpse of a glimpse of that. Yicheskel was a prophet. And when Yicheskel closed his physical eyes, he had a spiritual insight. He was transported to a space. But he got a glimpse of a glimpse of a glimpse of what the Yidin got in Kriyis Yamsov. Kriyis Yamsov, they got the vision. They, they saw heaven. Now, when that was over, they wanted to hold on to it. The Yidin wanted to hold on to that. because they saw heaven. They saw heaven. Now, this idea of a heaven, this idea of, a, of something in the heaven, If a person lives a meaningful life, they will get to heaven, they will go to Gan Eden. So essentially, while we're living in this world, we all live with this idea of a future. A future. The future is going to be better. The future is going to change me. The future is going to be better. Where does the future come from? The future comes from the deep desire to kiss heaven, to go to heaven, to go to heaven, Gan Eden, to go to a space where something beyond this world, beyond the trappings of this world. Now, so one of the problems of this world that we discussed is this idea that I want to I get into the future. What's another problem of this world? I want to hold on to the past. I want to hold on to it. I see the magic of, of, of Kriyas Yamsuf, and I want to take out my camera and take a picture of it. Because how will I be able to convey to anybody what I'm seeing right now? I witness the galaxies, I'm, seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm on vacation, I see the water, I see the blue thing. How will I be able to explain to anybody what I have right now? How will I be able to hold on to it? I want to hold on to that. Could I hold the waters, could I hold the stars? You understand we can't we don't know what what, what Kriyasyamsev is. We cannot re- relate to it. But we can relate to glimpses of it. Could I hold on to this awesome moment? I was waiting for this moment. Can I hold on to it? I want to hold on to it. So I think I have my camera. I wish I could hold on to it. You understand the paradox of life? You have to understand this very deeply, and then you could get very deeper into understanding the problem of life that we discussed yesterday. And we could understand very deeply the idea, the ideas he's going to explain to us in this parak. So I want to hold on to the moment. So a person comes to this tremendous revelation of Kriya Samson, and technically speaking, he wants to hold on to it. And then it's all over. Kriya Samson's all over. Samsung was an experience. The yidin came out on the other side, and it was all over. And now the Ebersher told the yidin, "You're going to go through Sviyeda Soyma, and you're going to get to Matan Torah." And the yidin had no idea what does this mean, Matan Torah. And then something much more magical, much more powerful, much more unbelievable happened something unimaginable happened. They came to the 50th day, to Matan Teure, to Shmuis. They prepared themselves. <clears throat> and at the moment of Matan Teure, something unimaginable happened. We're in Kriyas Yamsuf, they were transported to heaven. We're in Yamsud, they went to Gan They saw all the heavens. All of a sudden, heaven came down to earth. The exact idea that we're talking about, to hold on to it. They wanted to hold on to it. Yamsud, after Kaniyasi was over, they all burst out in shira. They all burst out in praise to Hashem. Az Yashir. They all said it instantly together. Why? Because they spoke from the core of their soul. And they wanted to hold on to that, but it was all over. And then Matutaita happened, they split, it wasn't a splitting of the sea. The splitting of everything in this world. You didn't need to go to the sea, they didn't need to go to the heaven, they didn't need to go to the future. They didn't need to go to some magical moment. They saw in this world, every single thing in this world is a vessel, is a kelly. Every single thing is a container, it's a camera, it's a possibility to hold on to infinity, to hold on to God. And every single thing in this world, scream, every single thing in the world, scream, I am nothing but God. And where did it come out from? Where did this revelation come out from? This revelation didn't happen in heaven. It didn't happen in all the heavens, because they discovered something very powerful. All the heavens, even during Kriyas Yamsuf, essentially are saying, where is the place where God resides? Because even during Kriyas Yamsuf, everything was split. Because ultimately speaking, they got to the kingdom of heaven. And they all recognized that this must be God. But how did they get there? Through being transported to heaven. Through being transported to one heaven, and to the next heaven, the next heaven. And recognizing that everything is kingdoms of heaven. Everything is God's kingdom. There's one king. And all of everything serving Him. So they went and they were transported to heaven. They were transported to a different place through the water. But Amat and Torah, something much more profound happened. Amat and Torah, the kingdom of heaven came into this world in the most profoundest way, in a way that you saw that everything in this world is a vehicle, is a body, is, is a revelation. Every single thing in this world could reveal the essence of God. So we're in Kriyasi they escaped to heaven. They, you, they went through the water, through the miracle of the water, to be able to get to a space where they saw the kingdom of heaven, where they saw all these deep revelations, the secret of everything. Where in, in Kriyas they got to the magic. They were able to get through the water. They were able to get to that magic. Martin Torah, something much more transformational happened. They saw the essence of God which we cannot even begin to describe this. They saw the essence of God be revealed in every physical thing in this world. Where they saw the energy that, that, that creates everything in this world is really God. And I call in every time the word of God was revealed, any time the energy of God was revealed with Aseris Adibris, they even died. They expired at that moment. Because when we say, where is God's, where is the We don't have an answer to that question. But when the king is revealed right there and then, during Matan Torah was the revelation of God, through the vessel, through Tishra Oir the Shechina, the God in his infinity was revealed in this world. He came down into this world. Every single thing in this world, Express God. Every single thing in this world said, Ain't Oytmavadi. There's nothing else but God. And when the Jews witnessed that, they expired. They went back to their source. And then Hashem revived to revive them again. And then they expired again. And Hashem revived to revive them again. The miracle of all miracles, the revelation of all revelations, happened on Matan Torah, but was with no escape. They didn't go to heaven. All of the heavens came down over here. Every single thing imaginable happened on this world. And you saw how every single thing is being created by God, and every single thing is a vessel for God. Every single thing is a container to contain not only the magic, not only the miracle, but to contain the essence of God. And at that moment the Yidden saw that my body is a temple, my body is a a Mikdash, my body is the place where my soul will be revealed in my body. And having my soul being revealed in every limb of my body is the essence of my life. And they essentially realized that up until that day they were sleeping. What does it mean they were sleeping? Their body was asleep in their, their soul was asleep in their body. Because they had no idea who their soul was. And they discovered their soul during Kriyas Yamsuf. But they discovered the fact that your soul and your body could become one, that God could be rest in your body, where there's no difference between people, where everybody is one, all shamas are one. They discovered that in Matan Tehra. And this demands tremendous meditation because this is not something you could grasp in one second. Because even the mere vision of it caused the yidden to expire. And the Balatanya explains this at length in chapter 36 in Tanya. And he says this is a tremendous must. There wasn't the sikhah of the Lubavitcher Rebbe that he spoke, that he, didn't, that he didn't talk about chapter 36 in Tanya. I don't remember any sikha that he didn't talk about this chapter 36, because this is the purpose of your life, to understand what happened in Matan Because if you can understand what happened in Matan Torah, you can understand what's going to happen when Mashiach is going to come, and you can understand what you're doing on this world. Because during Matan Torah, you saw how your body is a temple. You saw how your body is a Bais HaMikdash. You saw how your body, all your, your, all your limbs and organs, 613, possible ways that the essence of God could be revealed on your body. That's what happened in Matan Torah. And then it was taken away from them. Then that revelation was taken away from them. And Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the mountain. And there was a misunderstanding. Because that revelation was profoundly more powerful than Kriyasi Yamsaf. And they wanted to hold on to that. And little did they know that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to come down with the luchis, He was going to come down with the inspiration from heaven. He was going to come down with the light of God from heaven and he was going to show the yidin how to be able to live with this every day of your life. How to be able to live with being one with God. How to bring God into this world. How to make the marriage real. But the desire, the desire for a dwelling place of God, the desire that the hidden had was so unbelievable. The desire for the past and the desire for the future was so great that they took all of their gold and silver and everything and they made an eagle. Why? Because what did they see during Matan Torah? They saw the animal. They saw the animal, the cross, the physicality. They saw how the physical could hold the spiritual, which is the greatest magic of all. They saw how the physical is the container. They saw how this world right now, this is the magic. The pulsing, the pulsing that's going on right now. The pulsing heart is the container for all of infinity. They saw that with their own eyes. And they made an ego, because what did they mean? They objectified the object. Because if the object could contain God, if all of this world is an eagle, all of this world is an object, all of this world is a clepa, is a covering, all of this world is a container, all of this world is a temple. What happens in a temple? The infinity of God comes into the temple. So let's make a temple, let's, let's objectify the object. And then Moshe Rabbeinu came down and he said, no, that was a mistake. How can you objectify the object? The object has to be surrendered in order for my shekhinah to be shined on it. You can't objectify the object and hope to hold on to it. You can't take out a camera and hold on to Kriya Amsof. You can't take out a camera and hold on to Matmutayr. And this is the illusion of a past and a future. There's no past and there's no future, there's only this minute now. But everything will try to take you away from what you have right now. But Hashem gave 613 mitzvahs. 613 mitzvahs for us to do. And one of those mitzvahs is mitzvah stitzes, And mitzvah stitzes are a connected color mitzvahs. Because the Yiddin have one question, how do I hold on to heaven? How do I hold on to the kingdom of heaven? How do I hold on to the galaxies? How do I hold on to the blue? How do I hold on to the blue water? And the answer is, you can't hold on to it except by what I give you, the opportunity. And I give you the mitzvah of tzitzis. And you see that blue strand, you know where that blue strand came from? It came from a khilozoyim. And you know what the khilozoyim is? Once in 70 years, the water gave birth to this fish, and this fish would come on dry land. Because the goal is not the water. The goal is not the heavens. The goal is not that. The goal is to bring heaven down to earth. And once in 70 years, you know what the Gemara says? That mitzvah tzitzah is a mitzvah kala. It's an insignificant mitzvah. It's an easy mitzvah. Because the whole entire clothing is insignificant. It's white. It's insignificant. But, there's one, but then there's one part of the mitzvah that's very expensive. The Gemara says it's very expensive. It's called chilozoim. Because you know why? The khilazan came up once in 70 years. And the, the khilazen looked like the water. It was a glimpse of the water. It was see-through. It looked color. The blue was color. And inside there was a little sack. Some say it was the blood. Some say it was an expensive sack of blue dye. And they would dip that tzitzah into that. Because that's quality over quantity. And one tzitzah you would dip into it. And you hold on to this. You hold on to the infinity. Because the Ebersher said that on this world we make our stand. When I make the brach of tzitzes and I look through, I can look through the covering of everything. The purpose of life is that this body should become the temple for my nisham. This body should be the Beis Amidash for my nisham. And when I hold on to the tzitzes, I can hold on to heaven. Because I could see through, I could see through the crust. And if I could live a life like that, then through my 613 mitzvahs, I could bring the in. But after the Yiddin created an eagle, they objectified the object. Moshe Abenu came down with the luchas And when did he come down on Yom Kippur? And what is the gift of Yom Kippur? The gift of Yom Kippur is the Yud Gimel and The Yiddin asked for one day, give me, give me something, I wanna have this this revelation of Atonite, I want to have this my whole life, but one day a year, you could tap into a moment that redefines the past and redefines the future. One moment of your life, Neilo, one little moment, one quality moment, and Moshe Rabbeinu comes down. With those luchas, the new luchas, which is which is the, which, is the yud, which comes with the yud and every year, one day a year, we redefine our life. If we go deep into Mat- if we go deep into yom kippur, we lose all of our attachments to physicality, all of our attachments to everything, and we get the miracle of life. And over here, we see something magical. There's a fascinating story of the Balatanya, that there was a Yid by the name of Rabbi Gavriel Neuseh Chain. His name was Rabbi Gavriel, and for 25 years he had no children. And the Alter Rebbe came to him and he asked him for a shvuyim, and he had lost his business, and he had nothing left. And he was very broken by the fact that he couldn't give any money to the, to the Balatanya. And when he came home, he told this to his wife, And unbeknown to him, his wife went and sold all of her jewelry and she sold everything that she had from her wedding and everything. And she got these beautiful gold coins and she polished the gold coins. And she polished it with tremendous tears in her eyes, with tremendous quality of her consciousness. And she prayed to God while she was polishing it and she said, God, please shine my mazel like I'm shining these gold coins. And she took those gold coins and she sealed it in a bag. And she didn't tell her husband, and she told her husband, you see this bag, it's sealed, I want you to bring it to the Altareb. And he had no idea what happened. And he brought it to the Altareb. he brought it to the Balatanya, and when he put it down, the Balot- he was about to walk out, the Balatanya said, no, open it up. And he opened it up, and he saw these gorgeous shining coins, and he was shocked by it. And the Balatanya asked him, what are these shining coins? And he said, I have no idea. And the Balatanya told him, in the Besamigdash, there was the kiyar, it was the only, the was where the water came out from. The kiyar was the only thing that shined in the base of I mean, physically shined. And he said, you know why it shined? Because the woman gave up their mirrors for that kiyar. And he said, in the schus of these shining coins, I bless you that your should start to shine. And I give you a bracha that you should change your job, you should become a diamond merchant. And I give you a bracha that you will have children. I give you a bracha that you're gonna have, you're gonna have money. And I give you a bracha that in the source of these coins, your whole shift of your consciousness, your whole life will change. This man left Al Rebbe, and a few years later he had children. A few years later he became a multi-millionaire. He lived to 110 years old. His wife lived two years past him. He had children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. He's witnessed to see all of that. His family became multi-millionaires. Says the Lubavitcher Eber, what happened in that moment? What happened in the moment that she shined those coins? What happened in the moment that she decided to surrender her ego, to surrender it in the most profound way, in an unbelievable way? A moment, one moment in time, where she saw there's no future, there's no past, where she redeemed the moment, she showed the quality of that moment. She split the sea on this world. That's called tish shashchina, that's called the miracle. That's called the miracle of life. You see, the miracle of life we are unaware of, but if we could live our life like it's our last day, if we live our life, that it all depends on this. Even if we do it one moment in the day, even one moment in the year on Yom Kippur, if we do it one, it radically changes everything because it's the beginning of a revelation of Matan Torah. When you come to a tzaddik, he, that's what he touches you with. He touches you with that light of God. He touches you with that revelation and then your life is a miracle. This is exactly what happened. This lady did this Mercedes Nefesh and you understand the miracle of that moment, the nuclear energy that was redeemed that, that was revealed in that moment, physically changed their life for the rest of their life. That's what Yom Kippur is, you understand? Even in a physical word, Yom Kippur, if you radically change, if you tap into the energy of Nihilah, if you tap into the energy of Yom Kippur, your whole past, your whole future, you go into a space where there's no past and future. You redeem everything, you change everything, you radically change everything. But it's one moment in time, we can't touch it, we can't hold on to it, but we can see its effects. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, this is the effect, this story is a very important story to meditate on. He says during your svira, it's, it's, a, it's a letter from the Rebbe, it's printed in Chelek Dalit on Yemeah Svira. He says, everybody should meditate on this concept. Look what happened, she did it with joy, and she did it with surrender, surrender of her soul. It changed her life, do you understand? She lived with the Gileo of Mat Torah. She lived with this thing that the not wish they could hold on to. But how could you hold on to this? By surrendering the ego. By going into a state, you find one state, find one poor person, split their seed, but don't just split their sea. split your own consciousness, surrender your soul. Go into a state where you, where, where you beyond the space of time, And space, go into a space where you surrender, where there's no future, there's no past, where you make a real masidah snafish for another person. And you unleash an energy, you unleash a revelation of God which is unimaginable. That is the essence of Yom Kippur. That's the essence of what Moshe Rabbeinu brought in Yom Kippur. And that's the essence of what you get when you do Mesidus Nefesh. And that's also the essence of what you get when you connect to a tzaddik. Because a tzaddik is a glimpse of this state of Nihila. He's a glimpse of this space where you, Tisha, Oir Hashkina, where the light of your consciousness rules over your body. But you cannot get this by objectifying the object. God could only be redeemed in this world, revealed in this world but you can never get it by making an ego out of the ego. It's the ego that's the portal to God. It's the body that's the portal to your neshama. But you cannot get it by celebrating the ego. You can only get it by surrendering the ego. By only surrendering the body can the depth of your soul, the depth of God be revealed on your body.